tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, 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 we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink. Good morning, Swarm. Ham, welcome to Tim Hat. You know I am. You know I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. Join me as always, the man, the myth, the legend, Xavier Guerrero. What's up? Is, is uh, we don't smoke the same doing anything for the Super Bowl in L.A.? No, but we were rocking. I came in here smelling like weed. You smelled like so much weed, right? <laughs> you look like weed, too. Yeah, you weird. look like weed. <laughs> Definitely. That's how you know today was a good episode, because super high Xavier didn't try to fall asleep or fight back falling asleep. Join us on the ones and twos. To know him is to love him. Jay Nice, Johnny Woodard. Hey, what's happening, dude? Hey, dude. We're good, gonna, one, good one today. Yeah, good one today. I feel like vibrational-wise, everything's getting better. Anybody I do, else? too. I do, too. Yeah. I feel like we're in good places. You know, everyone's got turbulence in their life. But I feel like, in general, things seem like they're 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 starting to brighten up. Everything except the airlines, which is yeah. Johnny <laughs> had a bad week. He got kicked out of a bunch of flights. Had to spend the night in Charlotte, which I did not want to do. Yeah, they, they put me up in the Marriott, which I can't complain about. But it was a nightmare. They gave me twelve dollars for my trouble. That was it. Twelve dollars for food. That was my dinner. It was twelve dollars. That's not even. That's not even food inside you the can't fucking even, airport. Yeah, yeah, you can't even get like stuff from the vending machines yeah. for twelve dollars. They wouldn't even get. get I, I bought my flight with points. They wouldn't even give me any points back. They were just like, "Sorry, dude. Sorry, bro." Yeah. And, and, and and it wasn't just that the flights got canceled. They also screwed up several times. Like they booked me on a flight yeah. that had already left. Don't know how that happens. They were like, hey, go down this gate. You'll get on this flight. Johnny. Already gone. Was any part of you. Wanting to kill somebody? Yeah, going, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, it's because I'm on Tim Fall hat that they're fucking with. <laughs> yeah, no, no. You never that's thought about People it. are all so no, on to me. That's what you would think probably. Yeah, right? for sure, yeah. for sure. We're doing Go- Broken Sim tonight, right? But Broken Sim is tonight. People are loving it. We're not sure you got up to 136 on Comedy that Podcast. That last episode did, yeah. I, 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 listen, dude, we need to check in daily. I need a picture of it. I just need to see a picture of it. Guys, uh, I'll do it. dude, we got a week until the big, a week and a half until the big show in Las Vegas, February 19th. Myself, Brian Callen will be live debating on stage. And then also uh, we're going to be doing a live stand-up show. It's myself. Uh, uh, dude, who knows who's going to show up to, to uh, perform the show, but it's going to be a really great show. Uh, debate show, which is Conspiracy Social Club. And then on top of that, you're going to be able to see us do stand Here's the beauty of it. For both shows, I think it costs you 35 bucks. That's for one for both shows. Wow, that's a steal. dude. Go to anywhere else in L in Vegas and try to find a quality comedy show. You can't get kicked in the nuts for thirty five dollars in L A. In Vegas, in right? Vegas, yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. No. Thirty five dollars, you basically get both shows. And the I venue is great, amazing. In Vegas, and you get to see me and Brian Callen uh, do our thing. On and if Super- you like pinball, they got all the pinball dude, machines. You can all the pinball. All day there with no, the I pinball. don't even know Maybe what that not. was about. I don't need. But you there's just so many. There's just machine. so many j- there machines. Are there are a lot. So we're super excited about it. Please join us. Uh, at the end of the month, my Hammer of the Gods tour is taking off. Uh, New Orleans, 
Still trying to make it happen out there. Hope there's people there. I'm still coming. Probably won't come back if there's no tickets sold. It's a very small group. I Maybe New Orleans is slow ticket. Or maybe they don't believe in conspiracies. I don't know. But we're doing it there. Then we got Nashville. Nashville tickets are moving, so I would grab them quick. First show's going to be sold out sooner than later. Very quick. And the second show's moving nicely. And then the next one is Jefferson, uh, Jefferson, Georgia. I just got invited to the Georgia Guidestones. So maybe I'll go check that out after. Do a little vlog right there. Do a little Johnny vlog. Yeah. Get it going. For sure, okay? Are you guys still doing the pay-per-view for that show? Uh, yeah, for the what we're working on that. Still working on it? We're still working on it. We're going to make it happen. It's been uh, a little a little bit more rocky than I thought, but we're going to make it happen. I don't care if I sell one pay-per-view. I'm going to make it fucking happen, okay? We're in it to win it. That's what we're doing. Guys, uh, a lot of great stuff. Uh, dude, I think we're about to drop a huge name on Rockfin. You want to get in now? R-O-K-F-I-N, $10, get you everybody on it. You can watch anybody's stuff on there. It does not matter. You can watch them, okay? Go there, big names about to drop, and then most are getting the other people on there. Bang, 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 all right there. $10 gets you Tinfoil Hat Premium, Conspiracy Social Club, Early Broken Sim, We Don't Smoke the Same. Uh, Johnny, we got to do a go at some point. We got to do a go at some point. That, not sexually, Let's but do one this weekend, the greatest I mean, of all yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, football, I mean, Super Bowl's coming up. You yeah, we got to do, do that. A, so, what do else do we got? That t shirts go to samtriplee.com, click the tinfoilhat t shirt.com banner on uh, new t shirts. If you have designs, send me your design. If we use it, I give you a hundred bucks. We're also having the uh, 10th anniversary show. We're going to do something bigger later in the year, but we're having a the 10th anniversary of Punch Drunk is next week. 12th. Oh really? Yeah, we're doing. We're gonna have Ari on and a few ten other people. Ten years. Uh, ten years. Unbelievable. Yeah. Can you believe that? We're trying to do that Monday. All right. See what we can do, dude. See what we can do. Big show coming up. Super excited about that. Uh, then also, what I got free shows, man. You could have Sam Tripoli all the time, every time, all the time. I have so many free shows. I have seven free podcasts. You're like, how do you do it? I'm a crazy person. And if I wasn't doing all those shows, I would just be talking to myself. Tim Fall Hat, two shows a week. Uh, we, we have Broken Sim once a week now. We're doing it once a week. Then we also have uh, Union of the Unwanted twice a week. We have Punch Drunk, my sports show. We have uh, Conspiracy Social Club, one free show from the vault. Zero, my spiritual show. From the vault, I think I hit them all, right? Cash Daddies? You say cash and daddies? Cash Daddies once a week. And that one's rocking. The cryptos. People making money. We had a Make great show. Johnny's now on it. We had a great show last night. And this guy who listens to Tim Fall Hat, you know, IP Farming, came on, started listening to Tim Fall Hat, found Cash Daddies, now making good money, taking care of his family. Listen to Punch Drunk. I mean, listen to Cash Daddies. It's a great one. Not dude. making any money listening to Punch Drunk. No. Nobody's making money <laughs> even listening no. to Punch Drunk. We're losing money. Yeah, we're losing money. So I hope to see you guys at my live shows. We have a lot of shows coming. Marietta. We have, uh, uh, I just did Red Lens. We have uh, Costa Mesa's coming. So we're uh, shows yeah, a lot of everywhere. A lot of Arizona. Oh, yeah. Bisbean and then Tucson. Go to samtriplee.com. Grab those tickets. All right, guys. Anything else? Nope. It. Let's rock. Let's fucking do this. We had a great show. We had a great show today with Mark Malone. I think this one, I, I'm, I, I'm going to call it Banger. Banger. 
Banger. Johnny, would you give it banger status? Banger. I barely even know uh, it. Banger. Banger. Making a shot at Ru- Mount Rushmore. Please enjoy the show. We go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. All right, man. Let's get into it. Super excited to have this guest on. He's been on the Union of the Unwanted. He is a uh, uh, English-born American philosopher, entrepreneur, political activist. I like this counter-theorist on science and engineering. Please welcome to the show, Mark Malone. How are you, brother? Appreciate it, Sam. Good to chat to you again, man. How have you been? I am great. Thank you for asking. My life is pretty great. Outside of everybody think I'm still on speed because I'm losing weight. They don't realize (laughs) that I'm just doing all this freaking fasting right now. But besides that, uh, I am great, man. It is like, you know, I have a lot of hope right now. Maybe uh, you can uh, dash that with any data you might have. But um, I have hope right now that that things are, are turning in our favor. And yeah, so I mean, that's it. I'm super excited. First of all, how are you doing? And then tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I'm doing all right. I literally just landed in South Dakota today. So came from Arizona. I used to live in uh, LA County for Hold a Hold on, on, you moved week. there? Well, you moved there? Yeah. I mean, I'm actually in a library right now because I don't even have internet in my new place. That's how fresh off the boat I am. So, uh, yeah, so everything's cool, man. Uh, a little bit about me. So I've been doing, obviously, sort of research in this, quote, conspiracy world for about a decade. Kind of woke up in 2010. Um, and I come from a very ghetto area in England. So when people say, oh, you're English. So, you know, are you like Queens English? I'm like, no, I'm lock, stock and two smoking barrels English. Yeah, uh, I don't think people think British have like <laughs> hoods and are ghetto. I think... You know, when you saw the Floyd Mayweather versus uh, Mickey Hatton fight, you know, like they all thought they were from, they, they even said out there, they thought he was from Buckingham Palace. Not, no, Ricky not, Hatton, no. We got a Ricky bunch Hatton, of right? Yeah, the most, yeah. the most redneck of English guys you'll ever meet. Right. Ricky Hatton. So I think Americans have this thing that everything's about tea and crumpets over there. Yeah, you got to watch, you know, Guy Ritchie movie or something and Oasis. pretty much straighten you out. Oasis will fix Oasis. you. Oasis. <laughs> yeah. So. You know, and I kind of, I think this is something that we could probably get into as well. But what's really fascinating to me is when we look at the, the history of the last couple of years and we think, how can so many intelligent people be duped by conspiracy? The fact that conspiracy even exists to them, that that's just a non-starter. And, and, you know, my background and all of our backgrounds being in the real world is how we understand conspiracy exists. Because to understand conspiracy, you need to understand that evil exists. It's not that most intelligent people can't see it from an intellectual point of view. It's the fact that they can't see it because they, they don't understand that evil to that level could exist, right? So to them, it's a non-starter that someone could purposefully manufacture a gene editing therapy that gives people blood clots. It kills them. It is super interesting, right? First of all, great sneakers, Xavier. Oh, Second is it's very interesting because if I go, Hitler was a bad guy, everyone's like, yeah. Hitler is a bad guy. If I go, Putin is a bad guy. I was like, yeah, Putin is a bad guy, right? But I go, the people in our country who are on their level, they're bad guys too. No, there's no way people, our guys could be bad. If I go, politicians are corrupt, everyone's like, yeah, Politicians are corrupt. I go, hey, man, your politicians are corrupt. No, 
No way. Our politicians are pure of heart. Those politicians on the other side are not. They're the bad guys, right? And it's unbelievable. We hate Nazis. Hey, man, if you're forcing someone to get a vaccine that's experimental, that violates the Nuremberg Code, and that is uh, that is where they tried Nazi. That's stopped comparing it to Nazi Germany. It is super crazy how we can compartmentalize everything. Yeah, well, I think that part of it, too, is that like they just because a lot of these people have had fairly straight down the line lives, it's hard for them to understand that the state could possibly and, and by the state, I don't just mean the government, you know, take corporations in there, take all of that. And we'll, we'll talk about that today. But, you know, it's hard for them to understand it because they haven't seen it. You know, my mother used to grow cannabis in the attic when I was a kid and in the UK as well as pretty much everywhere. It wasn't legal at that point. Uh, and I remember the police coming in when I was a child, right, and taking my mother down to prison. She only spent the night, fortunately, didn't get fully prosecuted. But the point that I'm making is I saw at a very young age, as many of the people in the black uh, inner cities do and many other groups, that the state isn't always there on my side. That isn't always there for you. And I think that a lot of the people that are trusting of government and trusting of this whole agenda we're witnessing just haven't seen it in their own lives. So because they haven't seen it, they think, it, it can't possibly exist, right? Although the the weird irony of it is they then go out and support Black Lives Matter, so in some sense they do know. And this is, of course, where you get these contradictions all the time. 100%, right? dude. And it's like, there, you know, I often talk about this with Aleister Crowley, right? Like, Aleister Crowley was a rich kid who was loved by rich kids. And, you know, he was able to push this kind of occult narrative where he just remixed everything and just made so he could be a, a scumbag and not feel bad about it, right? And these rich kids kind of push it out. So it's easy to do that when you're rich, right? When you're born into... You're, you're, it's very easy to live in a very idealistic world when everything is taken care of, right? right? It's like we've said here on the show a thousand times and on my other shows, you, you're never going to hear people talking about pronouns on Skid Row, they mm-hmm. just, it just does not exist. Higher taxes are a good idea when you have infinite money and it doesn't matter. And you have the ability to get accountants that can find ways to make it so you don't have to pay. Okay. Marxism sounds great when you've never lived in a communist country. Like idealism sounds awesome. It's like a buddy of mine, right? Here, here's where we go. My buddy loved it. Him and his girlfriend, they decided to have an open relationship. It was a great, great, until he found out she literally had sex with everybody on the block. It sounds great yeah. in theory, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like UBI sounds pretty good until you find out it's basically communism. It's like it's, everyone just gets and, money. And what does yeah. it, what is that UBI sounds involved? good. They just changed the name of it. Oh, right. universal so, basic income. Everyone gets some money. Yeah, it sounds great until you realize that just there's no way to move up because all the all the avenues of yeah. moving up and all the drive that comes from going, 
hey man, you got to fucking change. Like I'm dealing with, uh, uh, I met this kid, he's 21, right? His dad kicked him out of his house and I'm trying to get him to understand. It's like, he's like, I'm uncomfortable. I'm on, I have anxiety. I'm like, dude, you're not a kid anymore. It's time to work through this shit. Right, you gotta work through it. You want to get out of this public housing you're in and stop living with people who are struggling and get to a higher. You gotta get uncomfortable, but it's like real simple when a check is always coming to just sit there and not have this initiative to go buff. So yes, the a long way around. I totally agree with everything you're saying, Mark. Hey guys, I want to tell you about our friends at Lucy Nicotine. Look, we are all adults here, okay? And I know some of you choose to use nicotine to relax, focus, or just unwind after a long day, okay? Long, long day. Lucy is a modern oral nicotine company that makes nicotine gum, lozenges, okay, and pouches for adults who are looking for the best, most responsible way to consume their nicotine. It's a new year. Why not start out by switching to a new nicotine product that can make you that you can feel good about? Okay, listen. I know everybody. I know people who love this stuff. My buddy Chris Neff loves Lucy stuff. He uses it all the time, and I think it's just a great way. If you're gonna get, if you're in the nicotine, and I know a lot of people in the nicotine, it's a great way to do it. Okay, so if you're enjoying using nicotine, you should definitely check out Lucy products at Lucy. Dot co that is l-u-c-y dot c-o and use the promo code tinfoil at checkout okay also i have to read this disclaimer to you warning this product contains nicotine nicotine is an addictive chemical remember if you're interested in a better way of using nicotine visit lucy.co and you be sure to use the promo code tinfoil so the the whole obviously thing from the very beginning really was was economic wasn't it you know i remember i was in a, a documentary that my friend richard willett made he works with david ike and the channel iconic he's his filmmaker and in the documentary back in march 2020 i was pointing out that this was leading to universal basic income and social credit system uh, and it was it was the destruction of the economy, right? It was the whole idea. And it was kind of like you were saying that, Sam, about taxes, right? A lot of people would say, oh, but this hurts rich people because they can't trade anymore. I'm like, their industries are worth trillions of dollars. They're not going to get hurt by it. Your business is worth $100,000. So you lose your, half yours, you're decimated. They lose 10% of theirs, they won't feel it at all. So it's the same process with lockdowns. The whole thing was economic from the very beginning. Now, restrictions and stuff were, of course, a big part of this. And that's why I do want to echo your sentiments that I am somewhat optimistic. We've, it seems that when we came into January, we've taken a real shift, right? We've taken a real turn into almost like a, a different paradigm. People, it was almost like on January 1st, people just started thinking differently. Uh, we saw obviously the United Kingdom, which was kind of, I suppose, the first nation, certainly in the Western world, to actually drop the restrictions. And we have seen, obviously, a lot of parts of this country in America drop them early. So there is a narrative shifting on that. But unfortunately, the economic damage that has been done was really always the primary target. And Klaus Schwab said this in his Great Reset Declaration in June 2020. It's what most people kind of missed. The Great Reset, he says, is to avoid a Great Depression. So the reset was always aimed at the economics. And he thinks they achieved that in the first three months by June of 2020. So what does two years do? So I think part of the shifting narrative here is, and don't get me wrong, I am still optimistic. If I, if I wasn't, I wouldn't be doing this work. I'd be in a bunker right now. However, I do want to sort of be a little bit streetwise. And I think that part of the shifting narrative here is because they know the economy is about to blow. 
And nobody, like, I think Boris Johnson is probably a smoother player than people thought because, you know, he's seen as a buffoon, as Trump was seen as a buffoon. But he got out ahead of this because he's basically thinking when the economy falls under and we go into a depression, I don't want to be the guy restricting people. I want to be seen like I'm on their side because those that, like Trudeau, for example, and the guy in Australia, those guys that are oppressing people now when the economy falls through are going to have their heads on pikes. They'll have their houses burned down when there's no food on the table, when there's no money in the bank. You know, Great Depression is, is not something that we've seen in generations, and uh, this could, could even rival the first one. Yeah, so, yeah I totally agree with that. Go, uh, I just want to jump in here. So I'm reading yeah, this um, Tragedy and Hope, and like you go into like the first 10 pages, you're like, oh my God, dude, this is what's happening right now when they start talking about eras. I've talked about this before. You know, you have the uh, the imperial, you know, the era of decay, it's called. And it's like imperial wars, class wars, right? But in, from my humble opinion, it's mostly imperial war. And it's war against the poor. And all, when when you have these people, especially on the right, going, Oh, my God, it's like the morals. The morals of decay. Uh, 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 destroying society. No. That is a smokescreen, in my humble opinion. It is the greed from the top that is 100% the reason why economies collapse is because the people on the top get so greedy and keep all the money and all the power. The, 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 the structure can't possibly stay up. And if you, take, if you, take, if you weaken the structure of any, anything, it, it collapses on itself. I mean, well, inflation's coming up. You see it coming up, and now you got the truckers not coming in. It's just like one thing after another. If there's already no food and inflation, how much do you think the grocery markets are going to up shit up? So, so there's this thing with Q, right? Q, and I know we all we're all past Q, but there is something I that I I just want to say that was very interesting that didn't fit in the timeline that the Q tards wanted, but they said something which was they will they won't be allowed to walk the streets, right? They won't even be allowed to walk the streets. And what we see in England yesterday, the, the health minister had to be police escorted to his car because mm -hmm. the mob wanted a piece of him so badly because of what they did. And I'm telling you, man, the difference between weapons of mass destruction and this COVID thing is that the internet is much farther along. And there's now permanent records of people destroying the economy, destroying this, our civil rights, and I don't think it's going to end well for them. How long do you think Dr. Fauci can't walk the streets? I think, I Dude, I think if you brought Fauci anywhere right now... Yeah, he doesn't walk the streets. He doesn't then. walk the streets, bro. <laughs> yeah. So going back to... I think they're going to throw him to the wolves. That, you know, so here's, here's an interesting thing, right? And it, this is just speculation on my part. You know, if, if we had to take the premise that technocrats, in this case, uh, the system they're building is, is a system of technocracy, right? So it, it looks like communism, but it's also feudalism. You know, massive power at the top, massive wealth at the top, little at the bottom. So if we look at the system of technocracy where things are really controlled by an algorithm as opposed to an overlord. Then in a sense, they don't really need national leaders anymore. So, and Fauci is certainly dispensable. I mean, I don't think they'll go as high as Bill Gates. That's probably where they're stopped. But I, I really think they very will likely throw people to the wolves. Your Trudeaus, your Fauches, maybe even your Boris Johnsons, if not some of the people from his cabinet. Biden certainly can easily be thrown to the wolves too. 
allow the masses to have a feast because you want to replace those systems anyway. You know, if we, if we take the premise that they're really not looking for, of course, sovereign nations and sovereign people, right? The, this is actually something that I do a lot of my work and something I probably should have said in the intro before I got talking about my mum's weed, um, <laughs> which is usually not a, not a, a date line that I usually go with. <laughs> so in this case, um, you know, I, I had studied philosophy of science at Oxford University. I'm actually a member of the Philosophical Society of Oxford as well. I've worked a lot in data science and worked in a lot of academia and corporate world. So I, I've done a lot of model building. It's how I knew the COVID thing was utter nonsense in the very beginning. In March 2020, I did my own data model and it looked like we were we had about 50,000 deaths, not you know, 2.1 million. And that's actually correct if you look at the deaths once we take away the three to four COVID um, comorbidities. That 50,000 deaths that I projected is actually the number right now for the last two years. So that was roughly correct. What is that number? What was it? Uh, We actually have about 50,000 COVID deaths in America. If you take away the three to four COVID uh, comorbidities, right, people that had very serious conditions, the actual death rate of COVID-19 is about 50,000, not 900,000. Um, so in this case, what we're looking at is, gen- is, is a flu, right? It, it very much, a, not even like a harsh flu, just a, a normal flu type of year. Um, but of course, what, when we look at the injection deaths, it is 10 to 20 times that. Uh, the Columbia University study, which, which is roughly very similar to what I looked at in my model, projected about 187,000 deaths in a six-month period through 2021, February to August. So this was at a 50% uptake, right? A 50% of the population on one to two. That wasn't 70% on three. So in this case, we're looking probably half a million to a million at least US deaths from the injection. So it's at least 10 times what the COVID deaths are, maybe even 20 times. And we're looking at about 20 million incapacitated, as in people that have been given myocarditis, some kind of disability, stuff like that. So I'm not a doctor, right? As a philosopher of science, what I do is I look at the mechanisms. I've studied in detail the methods that people use for science. And is that logical? Is that rational? And is it actually backed up by proper evidence? So if we take that into, quote, conspiracy world and the work that I'm doing here, I just apply the same method here. When we came into the lockdowns, I I looked at it and I said, this is big, right? We all knew it. Those of us in this world knew that this was kind of them taking their shot. Um, this was even much, much bigger than 9-11. You know, it was because it, it touched every single person in the entire world very personally, not just on the TV screen, not just through trauma on the news like the Iraq war, but this actually affected you in some way. 100%. So we saw some... Sorry, mate, go, go ahead. No, 100%. I agree with you 100%. Yeah, it was a very personal attack that we, we went through, and it was the biggest global psychological operation we've probably ever seen unless you know t- tartaria back in the day was the thing <laughs> so, oh damn you yeah. went there and i'm all in dude <laughs> i'm all in well you know it's uh stonehenge right when we look at a lot of these ancient sites in britain right? it's, you've got to think how to get 28.7 tons of solid stone from wales to england but never mind i won't go off topic so in this case um Do it. Glo- global <laughs> governance is is what we're looking at not not world government and when we understand this, this is why we, we've been really struggling over many years to, to piece this thing together, because we were, we were kind of waiting for a world government to form, like big disaster, 
and then they're going to bring in a world government. But that's not actually what's happened. See, global governance does not rely on national governments at all. So what they've done is they've used the United Nations treaties, such as Agenda 21 and 2030, uh, and they've gone straight to the county and city level across the entire planet. Yes, Los Angeles, dude. London, Toronto, Ottawa, Australia, it doesn't matter. Pick, pick any place. China Listen, is full of it, too. You're so correct, bro. You are so on point. They've stopped with the national. They've gone to the local. And, you know, let's be honest here. You know, Eddie talks about it all the time when he's on the show. Like, the internet took our eye off of local government. It, it, you know, we stopped reading the, the, the local paper. Now everything was national. And why George Soros and all the scumbag friends started inserting these, these Marxists into these local level stuff. So we have two major stories happening in Los Angeles right now. We have, uh, we have a board of supervisors voting to terminate 40,000 sheriffs. Because they haven't gotten the 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 vaccine, while all the data is coming out that the vaccine doesn't like right now the ninety nine percent I mean maybe not ninety nine I'd say ninety percent of the people you talk to go the vaccine doesn't stop transmission doesn't stop four thousand four thousand four what I say forty thousand oh I meant four thousand sorry dude four thousand huge number. So that is, that is a big difference, but that is a big number. No, 4,000 is a huge number. Yeah. In where he says that uh, murder has gone up 90%. 90%. That's unbelievable. Right? So you got this happening. You have our L our LA Council health, uh, Chief of Health, whatever, the, whatever weird 1984 uh, <laughs> title they have, right? This woman who looks like the Crypt Keeper, okay, has said that they will not stop the mass mandates, even though the rest of California is, okay? We have a DA right now in LA that is doing catch and release where they won't arrest certain people for shoplifting and stuff like that. Petty crime, violence. You're not, getting, you're not going to jail for violence right now, right? This is all a recipe to destroy from within. This is all being done purposefully because the internet took our eye off the ball of local politics so the question is like do we how often do we have to pay attention the truth of the matter is in my humble opinion all the time we must pass on to the next generations do not take your eye off the ball i don't care how tired you are you have to focus on your school boards and your city councils your mayors and your governors am i right mark 100 percent yeah, and this is the, this was kind of the difficulty for me when I was learning this because I had to really dive deep on this problem in 2020, right? I just had my first son. He was born <laughs> March 12, 2020. Right Congratulations, brother. The national emergency, right, as the world was shutting down and it looked like the apocalypse. Were you allowed like, to be oh, in a baby. Were you allowed to be in the in the delivery room when the child was born? Yeah, I mean it would have they would have needed to shoot me to stop me. Yeah, but, thank um, God, dude. The reality is, is uh, actually at that point it wasn't as bad because it was still, it was just happening. So no one, there weren't any protocols set up yet. Um, so yeah, you know, so that anyway, so in this situation, that's kind of what I was looking into. Like, what is the thread, right? We're always trying to find this thread because if we're going to attack this thing, like properly, like politically, legally, you need to be able to find the thread that goes, you know, to the source. And in this case, there's, you know, we have obviously central banking, we have wars, we have corruption, but they, they are just fractal pieces of the picture. What I'm looking for is the thread itself. Like what is the thing that takes us from LA County to 
world governance. And that's obviously what Agenda 2030 primarily is. So then you go, okay, so then the next step is what is it in your town? Because this was the difficult thing for me to find out. I was like, okay, if we can free up cities, we don't need to free up America, right? Like let's say DC forever plunges itself into corruption. But if we free up your city and we free up my city and a hundred other cities, well, then we still have a free America, regardless of what DC does and regardless of what the United Nations do. So at this stage, then we look at what is it that we're trying to cut out? What is the core of the problem? And it is your town, 2030 sustainable development. That's the formula. So in this case, you will have uh, Los Angeles County, 2030 sustainable development, and that will be implemented in your law. And we have one like that across the entire country. That is the thread. That is your global governance thread. I love it. I mean, that's how it was in Oklahoma. Where we would go, nobody wearing masks, not even the bartender. No one in like there didn't exist. In that I, county, I, I, it doesn't exist. I do think we've talked about before. Florida and Texas were is the only reason you didn't see people losing it in America. Mm-hmm. Because you had places people could go and then they would just move on with their lives. And we yeah, have- I mean, it's been like that the whole time in the Carolinas, too. I know. I mean, people just, even when they had masks, people weren't, I mean, they weren't being enforced. People weren't taking it seriously. A, the, uh, and this is what we're going to get into because this south. is your second t- point. Because I agree with everything, dude. Sustainability is the key to everything. And it's like, again, it's like what we talk about on the show all the time. It's like, you got to get really comfortable with being uncomfortable. That is life, man. That is like, this is it, man. If you really want a better world for your children, you have to, you have to, no matter how exhausted you are, you have to keep your eye on the prize. You have to learn how to raise, grow food. You have to learn how to like shoot a gun. You have to do these things that no matter how exhausted you are, that's the time. And guess what? In my humble opinion, and some people may not agree with me, is like when you have your kid, fun time is over for whatever reason. No matter mm-hmm. what age you are. That's why you shouldn't have kids till you're a little older. But fun time is over. You are no longer doing it for yourself. You are now, you now have somebody else that you have to have the best interest of. And guess what, everybody? And I, listen, I understand that sometimes uh, the relationship between the mom and dad and not pointing out who it is or who it isn't, you know, can be really rough. Got to find a way to get past it. Every day I write down my journal, get along, get along, get along. That's what I want to do because in my humble opinion, your mark on the world is your children. That is going to be your mark. How they turn out is your mark. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. Whatever that is, figure it out. Find a way to get together and get along and just do exactly what we're talking about here. Fucking pay attention and self-sustaining, dude. I love everything you're saying, bro. That's why that I was. Uh, sorry, man. I was just going to say, I agree with you. Cause that was the big thing for me with the kids was when I had my son in the beginning of all this COVID stuff. And I was like, look, man, if I didn't have my kid, I would have just said to most adults, you deserve this. I deserve this <laughs> to be honest, because we all fucking look the other way. Didn't we? Yep. This shit's been going on behind the scenes for ages. I've known about it. Most people listening to know about it. What did what did I do? I did fuck all. I toured in a band. I did nothing. So we're all responsible for the shit show that has happened in the last couple of years because we all look the other way. But my children are not responsible and your children are not responsible. They don't deserve the world that has been built. 
And it's because of that that I fight and, and already have several congressmen on my side to repeal Agenda 2030. I'm going to pull their stupid project brick by brick apart until there's nothing left of it. And they will rue the fucking day that they have elected into this country. Yeah. I can promise you that. <laughs> I am in, bro. Point us in the direction. That sounds like someone that's actually got a green card. Yeah. They're like, I can't, you can't kick me out no more. <laughs> <laughs> they will. They'll regret ever fucking letting me in. And, and because of my children. But I only have that fire because of my children. That's the thing, you know, because I don't look at myself and look at, back at my life and go, I'm just an angel. I really deserve you know, all the blessings. Uh, I probably deserve a lot of the shit that I've had to live through. All of us have karmic baggage that we have to undo that we go through in this life. But our children do not deserve this technocratic dystopia that they're making. And we all have responsibility to at least look at them and say, look, if not for you, for them. Guys, it's 2020. Was that mean it's time for American boners for American ladies? Or if you're into dudes, American dudes, okay? American boners. Fuck yeah. All right. Let's start the New Year's off with a bang. Literally, veiny dicks. That's what we're talking about. That's right. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. <sighs> Guys. Uh, yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> exactly. Blue Chew is Americana. Not this America. America 20 years ago. Chuck Norris America, okay? <laughs> Guys, Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable form, okay? A chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. Hell yeah, America, okay? You can take them anytime, anywhere, at night, all the time. Me and Xavier, we play a little thing called Chicken Boner, okay? And that's what we do. We take them and we're like, who's going to be in a weirder moment the next day when that boner shows up, okay? We need a tiebreaker. We're even right now. Yeah, we're even. <laughs> He's going to fucking, what do they call when the girls have a uh, grown-up parties? Quinceaneras or whatever? Quinceaneras. Quinceaneras. <laughs> I, I, I mean, with my parole officer, both of us are rock hard. Who wins? See, I like to just drop one of them into a five-hour energy and then get like five five-hour energies. Ooh. Just take them. And I never know which bottle has it in it. So, Oh, hell yeah, Am I dude. going to the grocery store with a boner? <laughs> am I going to the movies? Am I meeting grandma rock hard? Exactly. Who knows? That's the fun. Play a little chicken boner with your blue chew, okay? The promises and simple. Sign up at bluechew.com. Consult with one of their licensed physicians. Very medical, okay? Trust the science. And once you're approved, you will get your prescription within days, okay? The best part, no lines. All done online, okay? Real quick, real easy. No doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy behind the hot chick who knows that you're getting boner pills. Fuck that, okay? No more, not today, okay? In America, we get chewables that I like to snort, all right? So this is what you're going to do. Blue Chew tablets are made in, in, in the do USA. Do not snort, Blue Chew. <laughs> Chewable for a reason. Blue Chew tablets, tablets are made in the USA for Americans, for other Americans, okay? It's called Pass It On. It's, it's a little thing called Bonus Abundance, okay? With Blue Chew <laughs> everywhere, men can help others by getting rock hard and dropping the hammer of the gods on them. And this is what we're going to do, all right? We got a very special deal. For you, the swarm, okay? Try Blue Chew free when you use the promo code TINFOIL at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping, okay? That's bluechew.com. 
promo code TIMFALL to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we want to thank BlueChew for sponsoring this fucking kick-ass episode. When I had I had children, my life view just changed. It's like, okay, man, this is no longer about me. This is no longer about the future. I do think there's a lot of people out there that don't have children. And if you don't have kids, you're, I have zero problems with you. I Because I had for most of my life, for 40 47 years of my life, I, I didn't have any children. And I totally understand. I'm not saying you have to have children. But when you don't have children, you are way more easily acceptable of this globalist view of transhumanism, Marxism, and all this stuff. Because you have no, uh, you have no skin in the game past your last breath. What's that thing you say? If you don't have kids, I don't want to hear your opinion on kids. Well, I really don't. I mean, like, very rarely, do, like, the relationship between men and women, right? Whites and blacks, straights and gays, right? This involves two sides of the coin, right? But for me, like, if you don't have kids, if you don't have kids, you have no say, you should have no say in how children are raised. Yeah. You have made a a decision not to participate in it. Well, our tax dollars, duh, duh, duh. well, we pay taxes to a lot of stuff I don't agree with. Okay. Like war and uh, subsidizing farmers. Okay. That's life. That's and, life. And that's how you distinguish that from you. You're saying it's a choice and that's how, cause a, a counter argument to that would be, well, then men shouldn't have any say in women's issues, but you're saying because it's a choice not to have a kid, it's not your gender is not a choice. But because you choose not to have children, yeah, that's why you should not But men men should have a say in children because... No, no, but I'm saying women could say then men shouldn't have a say in women's issues like abortion and... and, and well, because and it involves them, the children. It, you're like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm saying completely separate from children. I'm, I'm saying there's a, you could, if you want to say, if you don't have children... You can't participate. Then you could also say, "Hey, if you're not black, you can't talk about black stuff either." Yeah, but but when you say I don't talk about black, you're saying a black white issue. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not just black. It's not just like if you're talking black on black stuff. Yeah, I'll stick out of it. That's like you guys work it out. But when you say you're saying literally in government, though, right? Like in you think in government, people who are childless should not write legislation like, that. I don't think they should be going and saying like, you know, how many women, how many women that didn't have kids, especially in New York, I saw it all the time, were okay with the uh, the show, the movie Cuties, right? They're yeah. like, I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. see what's the problem big with time. it, yeah, big time, because you have no skin in the game. But you'll cry about Me Too and male toxicity when it comes to you, but you don't apply that to children. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like no, when you it. talk yeah, about yeah. the black condition in America, you are ultimately talking about whites. White's influence on that condition. So white people are a part of that discussion. I'm just yeah. hearing in my head kind of sure. what they would say and trying no, to. No, I you totally counter. understand what you're saying. No, I agree with you. Like I think it'd be weird to see. Like I don't care how old you are, girl or man, if you don't have a kid at a PTA meeting. Yeah, if you're, I there, think that'd like, be fucking weird. I'm like, why are you here? Like you, there's no, no. you don't have no kids. Well, it's literally called parent teacher association. Yeah. So you would. Yeah, I don't but, think you but, could. But do. I even want the people that are counseling to have kids. Yeah, you or should. Or one have time should have had a kid. Yeah, I don't care 100 Yeah, when you're at the when you have kids, and we because you're, you're Mexican. You yeah, have I have to. They're just probably they're already yeah, there. Yeah, they're probably asking for your card already. <laughs> um, when you go to the park and there's a dude there that doesn't have kids, you're like, why are you here right now? Yeah, that, that's why, weird. Yeah. Why are you here right now? And 
I don't want to be a, a, you know, it's like, if we got to do something, we got to do something, but I don't know why you're hanging but out. But as an adult, you should feel weird. Yeah, you should. I don't care if you have a drone or whatever. If there's a lot of kids and you're there by yourself, either you distance yourself away or come here when there's no kids, when they're at school. Yeah, yeah, 100%. That's my opinion. So I think you're totally right. I, I, I want to get into something with you about, you know, again, so we're looking at LA. Like, we just had a recall here of our governor, and everybody that has complained about crime, the homeless situation, rising gas, all ran to the polls and voted the same people in. And it's, right. yeah. and, it, it's and, and it's like, it's all Stockholm syndrome because yes. they have been manipulated emotionally into looking at politics as identity politics. And no matter what history says about the candidate and no matter what they do, a D always overrides an R in California for the mm -hmm. most part, right? In Los Angeles. And I'm not in the D's and R's. I do joke about it. You keep running back from the Democrats to Republican. It's like running from, uh, you know, Elm Street to Camp Crystal Lake. You just keep running back and forth between so these murder areas, right? <laughs> so it's like you're not doing anything. You're just picking who you want to get trauma from, okay? It's just the way it goes. But it's like their, their inability to not vote because they think a not voting for a Democrat Dude. is a vote for a Republican. Well, there's, there's an area to this that, so, you know, we all follow incentives, right? Like we, it's natural for, for man to follow incentives. And then we have to think, well, what is the incentive that's been laid out? And it's very difficult in a, in constituencies like California. And I used to live in the LA area as well. So I know it pretty well. And it's difficult because the incentive is short-term gain with D, right? So I go, I go blue and I get better short-term incentive. In this case, I get some kind of welfare payment. I get an easier ride on, on immigration. I get an easier ride on whatever. And that's difficult to fight against, even though they may be better going for the long-term incentive, right? It might be better going, okay, I'm going to get no easy handouts, but I'm going to make more money in the long run with less taxes and better business opportunities. They, it's hard to fight against long-term with short-term and the D really represents the short-term incentive. Uh, and that's why people keep running back to it. There is also, of course, though, this element of, of Stockholm syndrome too. The incentive is largely social conditioning, right? It's not always financial. That's a big part of it, but, but it's also social incentives. How am I going to appear if I vote R, right? If I, if I, if I tick the R box, am I going to be seen as a Trump voter who I was calling a Nazi two years ago? So then you have all these social incentive parameters yeah. that are set up and it's really hard for people to break out of those things yeah i agree with that i really do agree and you saw it on that bill maher clip right with that yeah. woman who was like and she's like you're afraid to be called an anti-vaxxer you're afraid to be called a trumper and it's just like for me man i i it's very interesting right you have kids suddenly there's something you're sensitive about for a guy who's like dead on the inside right i have this like i am burnt wood right except for this one little patch of flower right that somehow just you know bloomed out of this dead wood right so i get that you know it's like why i don't want to say the hard word anymore I because i understand people who are dealing with issues whether it's our autism or special children you know the, what they're going through, like for me, it like resonates with me. So I'm like, okay, very rarely do I have rules. That's just for me personally. I'm not telling anybody what else they could do. Right. But it's like, it really resonates 
with me, but I'm so blessed that there's no other word or thing you could call me that will emotionally manipulate me. You can call me racist. I don't care. It means nothing to me because in my heart of hearts, I have hours and hours uh, of of just me just yeah. speaking the truth about how I feel about everything, right? So you can call me a million words. I feel really bad for the people that just run or just have a word. Like, you know, we have the Joe Rogan and the M-word controversy and mm. everybody losing their skull over the M-word. And like a big argument from the black community is like, we're taking the word back. No, you're not. You're not taking the word back because taking the word back is not allowing it to affect you anymore. Like me being called a drug addict, a speed freak, a fat fuck, a loser. Johnny call me gay all the time, right? Like whatever it is, like it doesn't affect me because I don't care. It has no power. I laugh at it. When people like, you remember that guy said I'm a woman and he did all this analysis? Yeah, yeah, your I angles, retweeted yeah. it because it, it's like, that's how you take it back. You don't care. But it's like through this mental Marxism manipulation, you start to like really empower these words that you should kill off by ignoring them, right? I mean, that's kind of where it's at. Mark, what's your opinion? Yeah, you know, the linguistics something I've worked in quite a bit, and it's it, it, the the structure of words is in itself mind control, right? And and then I kind of I did a podcast with a Mexican friend of mine back in two thousand and fifteen. And, and we were, I mean, I don't trust him, obviously, but he's a good friend. <laughs> and um, one of the things we were talking about, one of the things we were talking about was uh, was back in 2015, you know, the political correctness is, is a tool of mind control. There's nothing even to do, of course, about um, making people feel safe or anything, because, of course, you can't make people feel safe through uh, removing them from danger, right? It's only through uh, little by little incremental um danger that they will actually feel safe right so you, you have to expose people like expose exposed to danger and through little bits of exposure they will become braver and stronger shielding people from danger does not make people feel safe I it totally actually agree. of course will lower their tolerance and then they'll get more scared of danger over time so it does the opposite thing and and the social engineers know this they're genius i've read their books like you know most people think oh, i saw crazy conspiracy theory read this big new brzezinski books national security advisor check technocrat read david rockefeller's white papers read them and you'll see that these people are genius social engineers so they understand this they understand that if you lower the tolerance of people they will actually become more fearful they will become more dependent and you can do it with the inverse of making them seem like your virtuous making them seem safe. And one of the things I was talking about back in 2015 when we had, because, you know, we could see the right on the wall as far back as 2013, really, with political correctness. And it was always about mind control. Because, of course, many of us, especially extroverted people, we think through our words by talking. Like right now, us having this conversation have probably thought of a few things that we hadn't thought of before through this conversation. And if you don't have the freedom to speak, you don't have the freedom to think. I totally agree. I totally agree with all that, man. I told, I mean, it is my belief that the school system now we have created that. Like, I think what you're talking about is so spot on. And I think it's not just our political leaders, but even pharmaceutical companies have stepped in and tried to create super soft people. So when they hit real world and everything they've ever been told isn't true, they fracture 
and they mm. get on pharmaceutical drugs. They're in therapy. The And like, dude, I've gone to therapy. I have no problems with therapists. I think it's really great, especially to talk to someone that can't just suddenly tell you their problems. <laughs> so it is great. But especially in LA, you start talking to somebody about their problem, your problems within five minutes, you're yeah. talking to them about their problems. Yeah. Right. So, uh, and, but they, you go to these therapists, they talk to you and then they just start pushing the drugs on you, pushing the drugs on you, pushing the drugs on you. And so many people that are, are trying to tell you how the proper way to live your life is the political correct way to live your life are on multiple medications. Yeah. To deal with the situation, and that's a big problem. Like so much, like the the narrative. Like you had these guys who went after Joe Rogan for the M word, right? And they're it's called Midas Touch, and they're bragging about how important they are and how um you know how big they are, you know. And they're calling out Joe for everything. We know what Joe, who Joe is, because we have this giant catalog of him talking about his life, and we know all of his his great stuff, his great moments, and his warts too. We don't know the Midas touch guys because nobody's paying attention to them. But I've seen those guys before when they, their argument with David Potney about, you know, about, ah, the M word should never be said ever by anyone ever of all time. Well, what about black people? Why? Why can't tell people what, you know, like there becomes all this fine print. But I've seen those guys before. And I know that they all have dark secrets because you know what I've learned at 49 years old? Nobody walks on water. Nobody walks on water. So the, everyone's got something. I've said it a thousand times. Everyone goes through it at some point. And right? if you don't, Jeffrey Epstein will bring you to his island and yeah. fucking find something <clears throat> to fucking blackmail you on. Yeah. Great point, Xavier. Remember, write that down. <laughs> Great point by Xavier. That they'll blackmail you. They'll black, yeah, the if they don't find the something, is, they'll find something. Following they'll what Mark something. is saying is that they just basically, they basically soften you up and then release you out and just watch you get slaughtered by life. Well, I mean, like, do you remember? Like, you, you hear kids now, oh, I, I don't take normal tests because I have anxiety. Who used to take a test and not have anxiety? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and these kids take a test, like, in a whole different room because this kid has anxiety. And I'm like, and I'm like, bro, everybody has anxiety. It's a test. If you didn't study, guess what? Yeah. You have anxiety. Life is anxiety. Yeah. And they give them pills yeah. for everything. I mean, I'm sure moving to the Dakotas after you lived in L.A. had anxiety. Yeah, I mean, being in L.A. when they were burning down the city with a new baby was certainly uh, anxiety-inducing. I mean, that's, that's life. Moving to this country where it was itself. But, but this is the thing, right? There's, there's this element of it, of course, which is control. But there's an element of these things which become somewhat organic, right? They, they kind of self-generate, right? So in a sense, the way that I look at, quote, conspiracy is that you have people that control the boundary conditions. So say you set out a box and within this box is acceptable discourse, acceptable behavior, uh, economic, everything we expect society to be in this box. They set out the parameter, the boundary conditions, but then people kind of play it out themselves, right? You don't really need uh, a micromanaging type of, global conspiracy to make these things happen. All you need to do is get a few people of influence and a few key positions, and then people self-generate it and people play it out themselves. And in this case of kind of making ourselves weaker through language, through uh, the lack of music, the lack of comedy. I used to be big in the music world, used to tour in a band, very creative world, similar to Sam, obviously in comedy. And uh, just seeing that go 
down, you know, like people being afraid of it. And it's this weakening of ourselves has just weakened our creativity, which then weakens our self-respect. And then we can't stand up to people saying that we need to wear a mask because we have no self-respect. We destroyed our self-respect because we knew we were never racist when we said this word. We knew we shouldn't have apologized to tyrants and we did. So we have now chipped away ourselves at ourselves. There's no master controller who needs to do it. We do it to ourselves. And that's the ultimate issue. 100%, dude. So, I mean, what I would just say is that I think for one way that we, we kind of move away from this as we're hopefully moving out of the COVID scam and as they're going, as the economics is going to be the next thing and the supply chains, and then I think they're going to do climate blackouts, which will be exciting. That'll be a fun one. What is a climate blackout? Well, I'm starting to look at the, the psyops now with more enjoyment. I'm like, I'm just excited for the next ride. I can't wait to see what they throw at us this time. Um, the climate blackouts, because they have to shift from COVID to climate change, because this, this 2030 Sustainable Development Global Governance Project is, of course, built on sustainable development, climate change. So it was inevitable they were always going to shift from COVID. I thought it was going to be at least another year or two of COVID. I didn't think it was going to be this soon. So maybe the economics and the shortages are going to carry them through. But if 2025, if not before, they will start shifting into the climate change. They're going to go very hard at that. And the what I predict is going to be the major driver of that is climate blackouts. They're going to have power outages similar to what we've seen in Texas and some of the Carolinas. Oh. Um, uh, but the, this will happen in more parts across the country and across the world. And of course, what they will say is that the energy grid is unsustainable. So we have to move to a more centralized system. And that centralized system just happens to have all the political framework in place. 2030. Mm. It's been in place in most cities since 2015. Uh, A lot of America since 2020. So the climate blackouts, they will basically blame the weather as they have in Texas on uh, the, the power outages on the weather. And if you do some, I did some research into this and you'll, you'll find nuggets of this New York times, Washington post, very mainstream stuff. They've been seeding this over the last six months. Uh, they've been seeding it. They've been saying things like America's grid is not prepared for climate change blackouts and uh, America's grid is unsustainable to prepare for climate change. So that they are seeding it. They're prepping people. Yeah. So what I would say at this point is rather than get ourselves, and this is why I started this project, America 21, uh, you can go to the website, America21century.com, and obviously see the work we're doing to to kind of end this 2030 stuff. Because what I don't want to see us do is do another 2020 situation where we sort of get comfortable again, right? We we kind of won the culture war against COVID, which I think we did, right? All of us who part, partook in it did. But that's one battle of a war. That isn't actually the war. Right. They, the, the entire project's never rested on COVID. It was certainly expedited by it, but it never did. What I would hate for us to do is go, we, we won this part of a culture war, and therefore we should just go back and forget every, everything ever happened. Yeah. It's like, no, they, they're not going to stop. Yep. They're not going to stop. So we can't stop. We got to use the steam, right? Like, oh, great. We've never had more awake people ever. This is the perfect time to strike. Perfect time to strike. I totally hey, we have agree. like 50% of the country on our side. This is where we go at them, right? And power outages, climate blackouts will, I think, be the next major side after the economics. Yeah, well, like I you totally were saying, agree, man. you know how they went from COVID to climate change? Yeah. They're going to use the lockdowns as in stay home so we don't produce carbon. 
to get the economy going no, back I to think normal. That's what lockdown, they want yeah, to. lockdowns is going to be. That's how they're going to move and people going back. Remember lockdowns? They were cool. You got to stay home. I think got people, some money. Here's my hope. Why I push back on that? Because the weapons of mass destruction move that they did in Iraq was so bad. People realize they got lied to so badly that it's been almost impossible for them to to do it again. Like yeah. they tried to do it in Iran with the drones, like, and now yeah. they're trying to do it to Ukraine, and nobody's into it. I personally think they're just gonna stop asking us, they're and people gonna are gonna start it. getting. They're gonna start doing it, and people are gonna get pissed when their sons and daughters. I don't know if they can. What? I don't know if the, I feel. Don't you feel like maybe they have some kind of inner? I wouldn't say ethic, but. No, some, some rule rule set that requires them to maybe it's the I think maybe they do. it's the karma thing, but that requires them to at least seek consent. Do you know what I mean? Of, of the government, the consent of the government, like the fake drone, right? Is that what you're saying? At least fake it. Because it seems it just seems to be based on yeah, but history nobody's falling for that. that. They've always needed, needed our some kind of pretense, yeah, to to do. I hope things. so. I hope yeah. so. The psychopathy, you know, so one of the things that I was kind of studying in social engineering is that that's why I call myself a counter theorist in social engineering. I figured it sounds a little more proper than conspiracy theorist. <laughs> so, uh, but in this sense, one of the things you find out is, so yes, there's the karmic aspect. There's an aspect that this is God's domain. And I don't care what your conceptualization of God is, but this is whatever the creator of all of this is. This is his domain, right? Not ours, not satanic. Uh, it's God's. And because of that, you have to work within the laws of the creator's domain. And then part of that law is that, of course, consent, right? This is why our English common law system, which is the American system, is based in the gospel, based in the gospel, because it's about consent. That is basically the rule of reciprocity, right? Uh, as Jesus said, don't do to others what you wouldn't have done to you. So because of that, they kind of have to work within that boundary condition. But there's another aspect to this, which is general psychopathy. And what we found in, in the social sciences is that psychopaths have to treat a certain person a certain way because if you do not see what they're doing, you deserve what's being done to you. Yes! You can see this in Central magic anecdotes, right? Yeah, so you, you could take it for, let's say you had a uh, psychopathic friend and he was, I don't know, stealing money out of your bank or something and then he kept saying, oh, have you checked your bank app? Uh, you know, something just very obvious. Oh, no, like I that. got that, dude. And then what he's basically saying is, if you're so stupid that you don't know what I'm doing to you, you deserve what's being done to you. So there's that aspect that they have as well. That in addition to the consent, they do always need a buy-in. But I think the problem that we have at this stage is that as the, let's say the economic depression comes in that they've caused over the last couple of years, I don't think it's going to be too difficult for them to get some buy-in because same with the shortages, right? We, we see some major districts in America that have seen a thousand percent reduction in goods and services. For example, they used to deliver 900 pallets a week from the trucks. They deliver 30 to 40 pallets a week now. So shortages and economic damage is enough, regardless of climate blackouts or war. Just those two things can really get by buy-in because they're like, guys, we, we destroyed everything. Sorry. I know you now know that COVID isn't really that bad, but we've already destroyed it. So yeah, you're uh, totally right, man. You're 100% correct. Uh, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I, and I also believe that people are now starting to see that these things aren't naturally occurring, right? These things are not like, oh my God, something uh, didn't work out. There was a blow up. And now, no, people realize that this stuff is being purposefully done. You know, it's like when we talk about BlackRock and 
you know, ESG, environmental social governance. It's just, it's cultural Marxism. They just repackaged it because they wanted to be able to say either you do this or we don't. So they had to come up with a new term. They can't use cultural Marxism because when you go to that on the internet, it just tries to slam you with, they, I mean, they can't shove enough anti-Semitism terms into one sentence every time you look up that thing because they're trying to scare you from taking a look at it because it's happening in real time my question to you uh mark is that do you because you know if you talk to eddie you talk to a lot of people they wanted this thing to go on for a while mm -hmm. and it seemed to have not last as long as they thought it would now most people are like this is all part of the plan bro this is it man they're like do you think that the plan dropped at, because yes. they wanted it to, or because it, the narrative got away from them and the, 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 the people started paying it. There's a permanent record and there was a bunch of people going, Hey dude, take a look at this. This doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. I think that they would have, I think the pushback definitely made an impact and we have to be cautious as well of this to think that they are so powerful that nothing we do will ever matter. Because if that's the case, what the fuck are any of us doing here? Yeah. Like we're all wasting our fucking time. <laughs> you know? So it's like, that's not the case. They're not all powerful. They set up boundary conditions, right? As we talked about. So they have, there's a box, they set the parameters and within those parameters, things play out as they play out through cause and effect, but they get to control the outer conditions of that. So in this sense, I think what happened is that those boundaries were getting pushed more and more and more, right? I, it became very, very difficult to keep telling people that COVID-19 was killing all these people that we knew. Many of us were saying very far back in March of 2020, even that there was a difference between dying with and of. And it became very difficult to cover up all the injection deaths that have happened that we've seen in our own family that so many people have seen. So I, I do think it becomes unsustainable and, you know, UK dropped them, I think as the first nation in the world, certainly in the Western world we talked about, there were like a million people in London in some of those protests uh, of a population of 7 million. Uh, you know, there's, there's lots of reasons to see this with truckers too. So yes, I think pushback made a difference. I think if they could have pushed it on longer, they would. That being said, we also do have to think about the economics as I said at the beginning. I think it is also a tactical play because as the economic depression comes in, those that are smart and ahead of the curve do not want to be the guys that are forcing you to stay home while the economy dies. So I think there's been a tactical shift because, you know, I think I heard literally on the radio coming in, actually, the president of BlackRock, believe it or not, saying or it might've been Vanguard, one of the two, basically saying that the, the, the debt bubble is going to burst any moment. They just can't hold it anymore. So there's a tactical shift on this end as well, but it's both, it's not an either or, right? They have free will, we have free will, we push back, they tactically shift. We now have to just decide how are we going to tactically shift again and not just go, all right, they've tactically shifted, so let's allow them to do this to us for another couple of years and then we'll do it again. No. We have to figure out how to tactically shift again this time. And that's why I propose get it at the core. Gut out the 2030 from your city and you're freed from global governance. You're freed from all the shit we've been talking about. I couldn't agree more, man. I couldn't agree more. Get rid of critical race theory. Now, Florida going, you can't talk about the past and what anyone did. I'm not saying that either. 
I'm not saying that. Like, like, you know, you got these people like, oh man, he did a white racial slur. He's got to be king. I don't want that. That's not the world I want to live in. Yeah, it's like these people with the Rogan thing posting clips of Howard Stern doing blackface. Like, why aren't we getting after... No, that's, that's not it. Yeah, yeah. I do think that is like, how come you guys aren't going after no, him? No, it's but true. I don't think but should lose we shouldn't go after him. Yeah, yeah. I don't think how Like, that's a big thing that David Poltenay was saying to those three guys. Like, how come you're not going after Stern? How come you're not going after Joe Biden? And all these other people have been caught saying the N-word. Not oh. saying they should, though. Not yeah. saying they should, but the question is if you care so much about it. Well, that's just, I, yeah. I don't think they should be censored. I don't think Howard Stern should lose a minute's sleep and a, uh, a second on air. I don't. That's not the key, okay? Just double, it's just a double standard. The key, the key is to go, hey, man, we should never talk about what white people did to black people. I think it's very important that you have a conversation. Yeah, and this whole idea, too, by the way, just real quick, that they didn't go after Howard Stern. I mean, Howard Stern's... Stern spent the entire 90s getting it up the ass right. from the government and right. everybody else. Right. So well, he had, a, but he had his time in the Tumblr is what I'm saying. But, you know, yeah. It that, was from the right why, wing, though. It was the right wing going after right. speech back that's then. That's what these young kids don't understand is that censorship was coming to the right to the left forever. Yeah. And that people had to fight to go, hey, you can be gay. You can get married. You can be a, a, a single mother. These things that... You know, everyone's like, this is destroying society. No, greed is destroying society. It's okay. almost like hazing in a fraternity. It's like, they did it to us. Now we're in power. We're going to yeah. do it to them. Yeah, yeah. But the problem anything. is that the kids that are doing it right now didn't go through anything in the yeah. past. Yeah, they want right. credit for oppression they never went through, right? I mean, like, when, you know, back when I had a tiny bit of respect for Stephen Colbert, he had that thing about uh, with the Asians, and the one girl's like, oh, yeah. you don't understand. It's so hard to be Asian. I'm like, you're 20 years old, okay? Tell me about the oppression and the racism a 20-year-old Asian woman went through in 99. Among the most privileged classes in the U.S. Yeah, oh, dude, Asians would love to get in this oppression thing where they could cry about it because everyone makes fun that they can't drive, how they talk, and their little dicks. They would love to cry hey, about that. Those are that. some pretty bad ones. What? Those are pretty bad ones. Yeah, but the problem is, Xavier, is they have the highest standard of living. Oh, trust me, I the know. The most two-parent households, the, the most uh, college-educated group, yeah. the most doctors, which makes them the exact opposite of black people, oh, yeah, which like they're trying to hook their wagon to. Yeah, no, I'm saying if I would pick anyone, Asian would be a good pick. Be like, yo, you get the good stuff. Yeah. You get a small dick, though. Can't yeah, drive. I mean, like, dude, nobody cares because probably they have small vaginas, too. Anyways, <laughs> this is the political show. Not an autonomy show. But uh, I, I completely agree with everything you're saying, Mark. Uh, I I think, you know, everything is so layered. And then you go, Mark, my question to you is like, because I want to bring you on uh, my other show, Conspiracy Social Club, because I want you to talk about this environmental blackout stuff that's happening. Because I think sure. my buddy who is, who he isn't a liberal, <laughs> but he's more of like, I believe in the system and the system, blah, blah, blah. blah. It's like. You know, we had a guest on recently who was like, the, the media isn't part of the cabal. You know, it's like the cabal isn't running stuff. I'm like, why would they buy everything and not control the narrative? Like, does that make any sense to you? Why are the same people getting hired? Why are they all pushing the same thing? And then you just go back to BlackRock. And like, what BlackRock, the, what BlackRock does to Trump's legacy is it's just in my humble opinion sticks a fucking stake into it mm. what's yeah. your thoughts 
Yeah. You know, the, the whole, like, oh, the media can't be controlled. You know, it's, it's just not true. And it's obvious, you know, these media companies, for example, most people don't know about the trusted news initiative, right? Trusted news initiative is is an organization, which is, is literally George Orwell's ministry of truth. The trusted news initiative is an organization which basically works with mainstream media and vets what they can and can't say is trusted. That exists. End of story. Now, as far as it goes to, uh, yeah, I can't even remember. What was the second thing we were talking about? Well, you it, it's just like. I haven't had much sleep recently, man. No, dude, I, it's all three good. babies. Well, two and a half babies. Oh, you got two, two and a half babies? and a half. Another one's coming? Another one's coming, yes. Dude, you just can't stop, can you, bro? Irish Catholic. My Nothing parents wrong with that. Pop them out, man. Pop them the out. Do it. Just can't stop. I, I yeah. just yeah. Well, kids are the best, dude. Kids are the best. Um, so the media is is trusted news initiative. Yeah. So that 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 kind of vets what is and isn't allowed to be said, right? So we we know that this kind of stuff happens. And of course, again, it goes back to the social incentives as well. Like you you have psychologically controlled people doing a job that they know they're going to be torn down from if they say the wrong thing. That's yeah. it. You know? And if you don't play ball, I mean, we see over and over again, if you don't play ball, if you play, if you thought like the the whole thing was fair and balanced, why is the media always on one side? Even if you look at Fox, Fox is always on this side, except for when it came to Trump in Arizona, because ultimately the people that own Fox News through back channels owns everything else when it's the same group of people that own everything. So when you take a meeting in LA, they'll always be like, well, we're not looking for that. Who's we, why are you talking about yourself in plural? Because you got an email from your boss who got an email from his boss, who got an email from the stockholders, who got an email from the, from BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street, and whoever else to push this certain narrative. And it's also networks, GoFundMe, lets you donate to Black BLM, but then doesn't let you donate to fucking... It's unbelievable. Just don't pick nothing. Just don't pick neither of them. And the left is like social cred scars, just a a right-wing jerk-off dream. You're like... You just saw it happen in real time. Vast right-wing conspiracy. It was Clinton, Hillary Clinton, remember, coined that term, and, and it's really been echoed, you know, kind of sarcastically throughout the, the ages, uh, you know. And now, idea the, now you got the blue check marks pushing Hillary again to make this run, and it's just like, you're not a real person. You're a bot. And let's get into all that, Mark. Like, just like, I mean, I don't know how much research you've done into the the mockingbird media and and how a, a, a psyop is successfully pushed and penetrated onto the masses. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I think that. So, if we look at a psychological operation, let's let's literally look at the the psychological aspect. Now, I'm not a psychologist. I am a philosopher primarily. Yes, I've studied science. Um, but really what we have to look at is how did people get tricked? JFK, 9-11, but particularly the COVID thing, as we said, that was a lot bigger. That was 9-11 times a million. So in this case, we have to look at how did so many of us get tricked in that moment? And, it, and it, you know, I had to sort of work on this and try to figure out what their formula was, but, but it's the same every time. So um, we look at the world spatially and temporally, uh, essentially through space and time, right? So literally that is the foundation of how you view the world. You come into the world 
with uh, with space and time knowledge, right? In a sense, it's not something you learn. You just know that there's like there's distance. You know that there's things that happened and things that are going to happen. So in this case, that is order. There's a desk. There's a wall. There's lights. I look at a world of order. Everything here makes sense. It's spaced out. What happens in trauma is you move into a world of disorder. That's what happens in trauma, and it's not just mass trauma. It's you get in a car crash, your wife or husband dies, etc. This pushes you in that too, because suddenly the world you viewed in space and time has now crumbled, and all the plans you had for the next fifty years have now changed. Right. So this is an example of what trauma does. You've now gone from order to disorder. That's what happened in March of 2022. Pretty much the entire planet. Uh, this this fear that was projected. These fake videos of China of people dropping down dead that not never happened in a single country in the West. <laughs> so these fake videos, this projected fear, what that basically did is built us up to a state of trauma. So when they dropped the penny on lockdowns, national emergency, we'd gone from order into disorder. And then when you're in that disordered state, you're going to look for any anybody who can explain to you what is happening and show you the way out. And in this case, enter Anthony Fauci, right? And enter Bill Gates, enter CNN. So th this is how the PSYOP works, a true PSYOP. You know, people can say like, oh, the trucker influences a PSYOP. And no, I, who knows? But the, the point is, is a true PSYOP has to be much, much deeper than this, which is why COVID, 9-11, et cetera, they're very good examples of it. it. Really, it has to have some type of trauma. And then in that state, you can be conditioned because your brain is malleable in trauma. It's like, it's like Play-Doh, right? You really go back to an infantilized state in trauma. So you could imagine in the moment where you think you're going to die because there's this deadly virus that kills 5% of people, turns out it's 100 times less than that. That's what we were told at the time. Yep. Well, you're kind of a child again now. You've been made a child through that malleability, that brain chemistry, right? Your brain is kind of malleable. And then comes in the technocrats to shape you into this new human. Now suddenly wearing a mask, you're using a QR code for your basic rights. That's normal because you've been reconditioned in that state of trauma. Unbelievable. Just unbelievable, man. It's just unbelievable. Even as a kid, I knew that that's their goal. And then when it's implemented, these like these really intelligent people just went along with it. And then you know what? But else? everyone did in the beginning. In the beginning, not, beginning. Uh, dude, uh, were you not here on the show? Were you part of the no, show? You, what, did what, we push any of it? No, no, no. But when people were dying, we were like, "Holy shit, what's happening in China?" We did. We're kind of well, like my only thing about and like I'd love to hear your opinion on this, Mark. Is like what it, you know? We know that right now, you know, these guys uh, misinformation. Well, you know, what's called misinformation before uh, that this virus came from a, a, a lab. Now we there's ninety nine percent of us uh, believe that. Only the idiots who are getting paid not to believe it believe it, or those opportunists looking to, for to catch status and rise don't believe it, right? So if we know it's made in, in in Wuhan, Wuhan in China, what if Mark, hear me out? What if these videos of people falling are actually people who are test runs with the vaccines? Because we have a video right now of of a, a very popular female comic, oh uh, yeah, right on stage, and like some people are like, is this a joke? I'm like, dude, she does not catch herself at all. She falls right back on her skull. Have you, have you seen John? It's impossible to yeah, do okay. that without, without. Like, I don't care how, how, like, 
Yeah, it's impossible. You see, even fighters that if they're not completely out, they'll put their knees down. You, yeah, something to themselves. brace themselves. They, they have to be completely out. But to fall away. they're saying like, what's the coincidence that she's doing a COVID joke right before it happened? Trust me, I think she, I think she passed out. But they're saying it's like you're just trying to mix the pot more. Well, more. what about the lady who got the shot? Lie the yeah. nurse, and she falls right there. Right? I mean, like, Mark, what are your thoughts on my incredible, like, theory that I have that nobody else is talking about? Well, you're, you're right, though. I mean, the, the, that's what blood clots do, right? So 65% of those post-injection have blood clots. These are So what happens is that the spike protein, which is a glyco-S protein, binds to the cell wall and gets stuck in a tiny vein called your capillaries, which travel from your, from your veins to your arteries. So you have these tiny veins. The spike protein binds to the cell wall clogs those tiny veins up, which is why they won't be seen unless you do a D-dimer test. So that's what the fainting is. You're cutting off blood flow to your key organs, your heart, your lungs, your brain. That's it, right? So you're talking two-thirds of the population that that's happened to or going to happen to, depending on the toxicity of dose. And it's very important we understand this, which we don't understand fully yet, but the toxicity of dose matters. For example, some doses are 3,000% more toxic than others, right? Which is why some people die instantly. Some yes! people have not a single thing. We don't quite know the mechanics of that yet, right? We don't know exactly what is their geo-targeting, right? Are they targeting, um, you know, freedom lovers, nationalists, conservatives, you know, everyone in between, basically anyone that's opposing global governance, right? It doesn't matter if all those people agree on things. It doesn't matter. The point is they all oppose your plan. <laughs> so it doesn't matter if you have a, 10 different groups of people that all dislike each other. They are against what you want to do. So it could be that. We don't know. Would you but say... The are causing that. Would you say there would be a big surge of heart attacks in 2025? Yeah, there'll be, I mean, there, there already is, right? Heart attacks have gone up about 300%. Um, we're looking at about, I think, a 25% increase in deaths in heart attacks. Overall, we're looking at about a 300% increase in mortality worldwide since the injection rolled out. Now, we can't obviously put correlation and causation together right so we have to be cautious not to say that just because it correlates it is the case but it's pretty suspicious and that's a lot of people um i think the heart attacks are going to be the more immediate form of assassination and i call it assassination because that's what it is it's what happened to our family um you know they knew what they were doing when they designed these things i would say what's more likely going to happen as a rollout over time as we get into 2025 and beyond is going to be the the cancers the glycos protein the spike protein does rapidly accelerate cancer, some cases up to 10 times more. In fact, I knew a guy who got blood leukemia literally just after his COVID-19 vaccine. Oh my God. Um, so this kind of stuff, so there's, there's, there's a quick hit and there's going to be a very slow hit, which is going to be a lot bigger, right? And the cancers uh, and these types of illnesses, uh, perhaps MS, neurobiological disease, uh, these are going to be slow events. And these are going to be things that are just going to drip feed over time until we get to 2030. And then suddenly we're like, wait a minute, half the population's infertile. We gave this to children. And on top of that, we lost about 10 times more people to cancer in the last five years than we did before, not to mention the 300% increase in heart attacks. Oh my you know, God. And then suddenly these, these pockets, they all add up over time. And it becomes then very, very difficult to, to that string we talk about. The string's always important to try to go start, finish. You want to go here. You're here. What's the thing that takes us from there to there? And that's what I tend to always try to do, right? Because if we're going to attack something, especially politically or legally, 
really need to know what that is. They counting on the fact that people will never see those connections. And then suddenly you just have the population. I'm not saying there's going to be like Georgia Guidestones level. I, I don't see that happening. But if the infertility part is true, then it actually would be that over time. So there's the Deagle. There's a couple things that make me very nervous. One is Cliff High, who is a data analysis on the side of counter theorist. You know, that's our new term today. Counter theorist. Okay. And he says the deaths are going to start to happen. We're going to start seeing deaths on a very large level. Now, if you go to what's something we had talked about a couple years ago on this show, which is Deagle.com, right? Deagle.com. They've since, I believe, have taken it down, but they were talking about in the year 2025, the U.S. population is going to be 50 million. Mm. Now, yeah, I remember that. Do you know what's really bizarre about that too is that the Agenda 21 timeline has set out milestone years. The first one being the year 2000. The second one being the year 2020, in case anyone noticed anything different there. The next one is 2025, and the final, the, the final milestone is 2030, of course. So it's interesting that 2025 Deagle put that out because that's the next, what I would predict as the next major event year as we lead up to 2030. I told, I mean, like, like this is like insanity to me. And like, I have people in my family, like where the, the, you know, the, the Paul Revere of vaccines, just yelling to everybody, take the vaccine. And now I'm like, what's going to get, I mean, like, I don't know, man. I believe in, I'm a, I'm a God fearing man. I love source. I have a connection. I'm spiritual. And I hope that these, I hope the reason they made you get boosters because they know this won't last forever. And hopefully, you know, this isn't going to happen. This isn't going to happen. Uh, but man, make no doubts about it, dude. They, in my own opinion, their goal is to shrink the population and then bring in the UN to take over everything. That is my 100% belief. And where's China? I'm going to start shooting fucking blue helmets, bro. I'm going to go out blaze of glory, brother. I, I'm curious now, why wouldn't they? Is it this thing about they, there needs to be some kind of consent? Is it why they wouldn't just use a virus to, to do, the, to do this job? Is that, why, is that why you think? Because, oh, well, now we're getting into virus discussion. Well, yeah, but, you know, some kind of, let's say, biological element, they wouldn't just do it that way. They need us to actually consent to an injection. Well, I mean, that's what we talked about. But it's also you can't really control a biological weapon, right? So if you have a biological weapon as an injection, you can control who you kill and don't kill. If you were to release a biological weapon into the atmosphere, you might kill a bunch of people you don't want to kill. You might even kill yourself, right, Um, by proxy. So... I think the injection is genius. You, you, you stage a false pandemic, whether that's because you released a virus intentionally that has a very low fatality and high infection rate, which is one possibility. I take a different road. I believe that it's just rebadged flu and coronaviruses, which exist all the time. I believe there ever was such a thing as a COVID-19. So, uh, because by the way, all the bioweapon research is the injection. 
because you know I had a I had an interview. We I talked with Alex from Skeptico, and uh, Alex was pointing out all the bioweapon research for COVID. And I was like, dude, that's what they used in the injection. There's no evidence any of that bioweapon research is the virus. That's what they put in the injection. The spike proteins that they manufactured in Wuhan are in those injections that they're giving to people in way higher number than they would ever be in a natural load of a virus. And that's not including everything else that's in there. You know, uh, like, uh, I'm not even going to get into it. It's a long topic. We'll talk about that one next time. But the point is, is that I think. Oh yeah. You're coming back, bro. You're coming back. (laughs) They chose injections. They chose injections because they can choose who they target, who they assassinate, right? They can, they can pick out areas, large blocks, large countries, take out men, even men being, you know, a, a big issue and a big kind of stumbling block, right? Whatever. So uh, I don't believe there really was ever such a thing as a COVID-19. There are coronaviruses, of course. SARS-CoV-2 is just a name for a coronavirus, of which there are many. In fact, the coronaviruses mutate twice a week, every week, every year. So we have about eight coronaviruses a month. I mean, I think it was kind of real. There was something because I lost my taste and my smell for a good time. But what I'm trying to say is... uh I think if they really did want to release it, they would have made it a lot stronger. Like yeah, if it was purposely I mean. I, released, like I, it was pretty weak. I'd be like, like Eddie Bravo said, I'd be mad at the guy who made it. Yeah, I think no, I, I definitely think there's something making people sick. There is a coronavirus. I just don't believe there's anything that they call COVID nineteen because basically what COVID was supposed to be wasn't it? Was the that you you get to the disease stage and then you die, right? So basically, what they were saying is that if you're old and you get a virus. You get pneumonia. We're going to call that pneumonia COVID-19 <laughs> and scare the shit out of people. Um, yes, there, there is a coronavirus. But like I said, there are always some. So it wouldn't be hard for them to just say, okay, we have two, roughly two mutations of coronaviruses a week, every week, every year. We're just going to label this one SARS-CoV-2. So, pandemic. so th- I mean, obviously, unless you're uh, on N- uh, NBC or you know, one of the three letter th- networks. Um, you don't, nobody wants to believe anything, but so we're on the street and I see it on this national and you got to take that for what it's worth. Uh, I think this might also be on zero hedge as well, but it says Pfizer quietly adds language warning that unfavorable preclinic clinic or safety down may impact business, which means that they they're very nervous about this data being released that they wanted to wait 75 years to put out. I mean, right there is should nobody should ever get a vaccine again from Pfizer when they're like, we want to wait 75 years before we give you all the data that happened. Like it's what? Like the JFK files. I mean, what the fuck? What's in there? Right? Yeah. Is and like no one's going, what the fuck are you talking about? My daughters who are very young right now, might still be alive when that comes out. That's okay with you guys? There's no conspiracy. It's just, yeah, right. It's like, and you know, if you look through the ingredients, right, uh, they, they have parts of it all blacked out. So how can you consent to something when 20% of the ingredients that they want you to take into your body forever aren't on the list? Right. So you black out 20% of the ingredients, you, you black out the clinical test results and, and the, the lies just continue. Right. But people will still believe, and this is the power of the mantra, right? You just repeat safe and effective. 
And then people go, yeah, forget about the blacked out 20% ingredients. Forget about all of the data that proves marketitis, blood clot, et cetera, because CNN have just repeated safe and effective. And all you need to do is repeat it seven times. It's usually the rule of marketing. Seven times is enough. Is it like the boogeyman? I don't know what the- Yeah, three times, but- yeah, close. <laughs> no, that's Beetlejuice. Yeah, you're right. You say it three times. Candyman. Candyman. Yeah. I forget Candyman. whose quote it is, but it's basically along the lines of, if you lie to a population for six months hard enough, when the truth is finally out, they will defend the lie tooth and nail. And that is literally what's happening in real time. In real time. Yeah, the 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 mask the mask mask day will be up in LA, and people will still tell you put on a mask. No, I mean like right now the 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 crib keeper doesn't want to release the mask mandate because she has power right now, and she really likes it. Everyone's kissing her ass, and she doesn't want to give up that power and go back to fucking oblivion where she was before. No one could have told you who was the the health minister of Los Angeles. Now she's everywhere. And, and like, I, I do, God bless. I mean, God bless Gavin Newsom. They, they are on a self-aware that that guy is to run for a second term. When you l- got almost recalled on the first term, Johnny doesn't think the recall was rigged. I, I, I tend to agree with him on that one, even though, I mean, I, I don't know, man. I mean, but who was, who was his opponent? I mean, yeah. everything you heard on the radio was, I mean, they made them look horrible. Like, well, I mean, like they were, they were, you had white liberals throwing eggs at them in gorilla masks. I mean, that's all done purposefully to get, to, so you don't know what's coming or going. Right. I mean, you just don't know what's coming or going. Well, I think it's hard for people to give up the, the narrative because, and I, I'm going to play devil's advocate because I'm going to actually, for the first time ever, be on the side of the annoying little shit bags that have pushed this narrative the whole time, because I think I understand why 2019. Yes, we had freedom, but freedom to do what? I mean, how often, like, you know, this is sort of the, I'm not a big fan of this philosopher, but, but it's something, you know, sort of a, the Nietzschean idea of like, but freedom to do what? Like freedom is your starting point, which you need, but, but where do you go from there? And what happened in 2019 to many of us, was that we didn't really know what to do with that. And what ended up happening is we kind of, we slid further into hedonism, isolation, um, and we, we fell away from meaning. We, we don't have God in our lives. We don't have spirituality. We, we don't have philosophy. We don't have community. So in 2019 and the prior decade, if not decades before, we, we built this life up for ourselves of being separate from creator, from earth, from each other. And what happened is 2020 come along and it said, here's your opportunity to finally be part of the group. Here's your opportunity to finally have meaning. Uh, you get to fight a real battle with everyone else in the world. Yep. And it is tempting, right? I mean, it, and you, we, we do have to say, like, of course they don't want to give that up. To go back to mm. the freedom that they have no idea what to do with. And we, we I guess at this stage... It's our job, all of us who've seen this from the beginning, uh, to shepherd them and say, hey, look, there's a better way. I don't want to go back to 2019 either. I actually don't. I want to go to something different this time. I want us to get out of this and go to something better this time. And it's our job to shepherd them there. I totally agree, man. 
I totally agree. And I like you nailed it. I've been saying it forever. It's all fight or flight. You have a but look who look at the cities that are still holding on to this shit. Right? LA, New York, San Francisco, Chicago. What do they have? Rich white yeah. liberal children. That's where they are. Right? In these giant cities, these rich white liberal kids. Okay, who born into the, the 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 at the best hospitals went straight to uh, gated communities, went to the highest private highest end private schools, went to college the high end private colleges, the you know the these uh, Ivy League schools got juiced in the great jobs, go to very very private clubs, the best restaurants, dude, they have no fight or flight. They've oh, never had yeah. to worry about. Food, shelter, clothing, and they need this. That's why they they just latch on the political correctness because now you're fighting racism, yep. mm-hmm. and, and it got- gives you a reason to wake up in the morning. And now you're you're fighting a global pandemic that's out to kill so many people. We got to push back. Do your part. Push back. There's a permanent record of you motherfuckers who came out and you fucking supported people who burnt down middle and lower class businesses and neighborhoods. You helped fucking usher in a state. I mean, all you people wonder why nobody wants like Johnny loves movies. I love movies. I can't stand watching movies anymore because I have zero faith in these fucking actors to be good people, to be fucking like real G's. Yeah. Like, see, but Johnny doesn't watch it thinking about their political views right johnny just watch it as like well, a i mean i, I don't movie. think you could consume any art thinking about yeah. what the no, fucking but, but people are like making the illusion of hollywood like you know i know you're much younger than me mm. but the love of burt reynolds because you knew burt reynolds clint eastwood yeah, richard pryor like Keanu Reeves. they were He's badass like dudes He's like a- you're like these guys are badass dudes that's all gone the rock ruined that yeah, it's Fuck, all gone, yeah. right? Like, and that's why I say, like, uh, this there's is still a- some guys. I, I get what you're saying, though, but I don't think it, if I never went to the movies, be- maybe it's because I'm a different generation, no, Johnny, but I never went to the movies because I thought they were good. Johnny, people. Johnny, I don't need my 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 entertainers to be saints, not at all. Okay, I don't quite. Understand what I what don't you're need them to be is sellout cuck fuck faces. All right, like that's much different. Like if you lean right or you lean left. That's fine with me. Yeah, but they've always, I mean, Hollywood's always been that, dude. Yeah, but Johnny, come on. Fucking Clint Eastwood versus f- uh, fucking. Uh, I mean, you got Keanu Reeves now, a guy who give, gave $70 million from the Matrix movies. Right, and the- he acts in a certain way that you're like, okay, that's a quality guy. Yeah, okay. You got well, Pat that's Oswald, you got Steve Carell, you got Seth Rogen backing. Getting kids, getting BLM out of fucking uh, jail by support by paying their bail. And then the Rock sits there and says, "Rogan's been my friend for how many years? A long time. I can't wait to drink tequila with them." One person says, "Hey, you shouldn't be his friend." He's like, "Oh my bad." I think Hollywood has been a den of iniquity since time in memoriam. I, right. I think it's. I disagree always- with that. I'm not saying that's perfect. I'm not saying that they were, but it's like the notion that Clint Eastwood, okay is the same as Seth Rogen and no, maybe maybe the same as a guy like Keanu though or John Wayne what about John Wayne mm-hmm. that was pretty badass I mean that's and what I'm saying maybe I'm wrong now. what's your thoughts Mark uh yeah I think 
the Marvel movies have really fucked up everything because when, <laughs> when I was a kid and I used to, and I enjoy like some of them, it's not that it's that when I'm, when I was a kid and used to watch like Bruce Willis and die out or something, or even Rambo, like Sylvester Sloan. Yes, it was ridiculous. It was blown out of proportion, but it was still like real dudes, right? Like they actually had real muscle. They weren't wearing like CGI suits. They had to actually work out. They actually had to like learn to do stunts. And it was almost somewhat realistic. You know what, like John McClane, you know, like bloodied up foot and stuff. He's a real man and he's a hard, real That's man. But if you look at them as they are today, it's like it, you're just looking at computers generation. You're not even looking at like real action heroes anymore. You're yeah. looking at Iron Man flying around in a suit and Robert Downey Jr. I Jr. Totally Matt, well, right? and think about where the end point is. You got Mandalorian now, Boba Fett. I mean, half the episode is a guy who's 60 years old playing 30 years old. It's Luke Skywalker, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, which is what you know where that's going to end up. It's going to be they don't even need the actors. They're just going to sign, exactly. get the rights to their And likeness. they have an actor that could look... Yeah, the guy who's on that Pam and Tommy show, which I highly recommend. It's a, it's hilarious. Uh, Sebastian Stan is a dead ringer for Mark Hamill, who played Luke Skywalker. Looks just like him, and they. But they don't have, want that because no. they want to push this narrative because they don't want to keep blowing up new, new. And it saves them money. You don't got to pay an actor. Why well, I got to pay someone well, they, to play Tupac when I can get a CGI Tupac? Normalization is what they, they want to normalize this. Yeah. So right. that the, so that we accept it. All right, all right, Mark. I don't want to keep you here in the library all day. They're going to boot me out of the library. Actually, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> okay. Have to go. So the final... old lady's going to come over in a mask, and she's going to be like, "Where's your mask?" Okay. Like, final thing. Do we have hope? Do you have hope? Is there hope? I don't. I hate ending shows on negative nanny moments. Do you have hope for the future, brother? Yes, I of course I do. And look, at the end of the day, this God always wins in the end. The good will always win in the end because evil has within it the code of its own malfunction. The law is the the law of the land. The law of the universe is built on on logic, right? This is like things like the principle of identity and uh, the principle of non contradiction. These are these underlie even mathematics. The law is built upon logic, mathematics, geometry. So these are immaterial universal principles that flow through everything in existence. They don't work in accordance with logic. These people, they are rational but illogical. They, they call A, B and not A, A. They're violating the very principles this entire reality works upon, provably, scientifically. The reason that I say this is because the code that they have is ultimately always going to break down because it is not in accordance with God's nature, therefore our nature, therefore Earth's nature. Uh, so it always has a time limit and it will always ultimately fail. The question for us is, do we want it to fail later or do we want it to fail earlier so the damage is less and so that we can have Bill Gates's, uh, Bill Gates's head on a pike? I would rather be the guy with my boot on his throat than the guy... Uh, who let him continue to mass genocide the population. So I'm always optimistic in the end, but I want us to be the people that makes this happen because each generation that doesn't do that, it's going to get much, much worse for the next. So I, always hopeful. Always remember that your, your life is an eternity and this is a blip in that eternity. How do you want to make your stamp here? I completely agree. Mark, where can they find you? Do you have a podcast you want them to check out? No podcast. Um, 
all the work is America21Century.com. You can see the political work that we do there. I'm actually doing a presentation next Friday on the 18th of February in Montana, where I'll be speaking to several congressmen, city councils, and chairman of the Republican Party who are backing my plan of withdrawal from the United Nations Agenda 2030. So we're in exciting times. Respect. Dude, it's uh, his website's American21Century.com. Check it out. It's got a great blog. And uh, I know you got to go, but Mark, man, you came, you saw, you dropped the hammer of the gods. Dude's making a run for the Mount Everest, trying to make a Mount... Or, or the Mount Rushmore. More, or Mount Rushmore, one or the other, <laughs> the Mount Rushmore. Great episode, Mark. Thank you so much. We'll make sure to put your... Uh, your do you have any social media? Uh, Telegram. Uh, yeah, you can find me, Mark Malone, Mark with a C, uh, on like Facebook, YouTube, right. Telegram, and TikTok. But e- email me any links, brother, and I'll make sure to put them in there because I hope people find you because you're you're a wonderful conversation to have. You 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 have great data, and I think you uh, knocked out of the park. And I think this was uh, a really great episode. So thanks for coming on. Yeah, I appreciate it, Sam. Good to chat to you again, and thanks, guys. Congrats on the one. baby coming, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, dude. Take care. Thanks, mom. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack, Tim foil hack.